Hello and welcome into the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Brandon Piller with Chris Parliament today. And it was an arty party against the Detroit Red Wings in a shootout winner. Almost had the hat trick, but two goals in the shootout winner. Not too bad for Armenisimov in front of his wife and kids at the game. And Belleville, they continue to roll on, guys. I know it sounds like a broken record, but they just completed the weekend sweep over the Cleveland Monsters. We'll get into that. And, of course, it's tank time. Tank season, tankathon, coming right up. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Monday, March the 2nd, and Parley, what a win for the Ottawa Senators over, albeit the Detroit Red Wings, but it was a big night for Artem Anisimov. The arty party was in full effect. Absolutely it was. And what was the biggest tank game of the season? You know, you got it circled on the calendars for, I guess, the wrong reasons if you're looking at it from the start of the season. But yeah, Artie Party came to play, that's for sure. It's nice to see Scotty Saverin get on the board as well. And uh, important to note on that Scotty Saverin goal, I thought that uh, it kind of went under the radar that it was Thomas Shabbat's 30th assist of the season. So he's quietly having a nice little year from the back end on a team that's definitely struggling to score goals. But yeah, you mentioned it. Artem Anisimov with the shootout winner and two goals. That's uh, that's pretty impressive stuff from him. A guy who's now up to 15 goals on the season. So his number, I wouldn't have expected that from him from the start of the season. And he's definitely battled injuries as well. Not a guy that you would expect to kind of have that sort of season. But I mentioned it off the top there. It was the biggest tank game of the season. When a game's that entertaining, the swing point, you know what? It doesn't really matter. One point. It, it, it would have been a little bit rough to see Sens take home two points in that one, although the Detroit Red Wings are definitely running away with what looks like the best odds for the first overall pick. But you get two points and an entertaining game out of it. Uh, what did you think of that game? Did you see anything you liked out of maybe a new guy or a young guy? Well, first off, just sticking on uh, Artem Anisimov, I think his wife and kids should start coming to every single game because <laughs> this was easily his best performance in Parley. Get this. 10 shots on goal for Artem Anisimov. Like, that is just wild. And it's crazy that he didn't have a hat trick, especially in OT and in kind of the dying seconds of the third period. He had so many chances out in front. I thought for sure he was going to get it. But shootout winner, we'll take that as well. And yeah, like you said, it's a tank game and you kind of wish they would have lost in regulation to help out. But Detroit is just so far gone. I don't even really consider them tank contenders. They kind of locked that uh, that first spot in the lottery down uh, a couple weeks ago, it seems like. So it's nice uh, that the, that you can get a win in front of a home crowd. And, and like you said, it's an exciting game for two teams in the basement of the league. Scott Sabrin, I also liked his goal there. And you asked, uh, is there a young guy that's kind of stood out to me? I thought Matthew Pekka played pretty well there. He gets the assist on the Scott Sabrin goal. He's playing under 10 minutes a night. Uh, of ice time so he's got to make the most of his time on ice he gets an assist there so I think Matthew Pekka for sure has looked pretty good but probably one of the biggest stories coming out of this game Parley Marcus Hogberg at the end of the shootout it kind of looked like a lot of people were speculating that he looked a little bit injured after but 
I think it was more, obviously, now we know a little more on the situation. It was more of an emotional thing as he is going back home to Sweden to attend uh, some family matters. So we obviously wish him the best. But, uh, Parley, what did you see from Hogberg and uh, what can we expect for the goalies going forward here? Well, we saw today that, yes, of course, Philip Gustafson is going to come up. I was a little, I was almost wondering if it was going to be Joey Decord getting a sniff, but I think you go with Philip Gustafson, a guy that's kind of been in the organization a little bit longer, and maybe a guy that you gave up a little more for, right? You're pushing him to try into the spotlight a little bit more. But yeah, you mentioned uh, Marcus Hogberg, another 28 saves in that performance and gives him another chance to win. Finally, they get it done for him in overtime. He's lost eight times in the extra frame. So I guess in the shootout in this case, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's another night where Marcus Hogberg, he's almost like, he's very, uh, an emotional guy. You know what I mean? And he's definitely uh, a guy that gets into games almost like a Robin Leonard. You know what I mean? Where he's, uh, he shows a little bit of fire, but in this one, yeah, it's tough to hear news like that when, uh, it's not really a great season happening for him here. And then unfortunately has to go back to Sweden to deal with that. So we obviously hope for the best in that situation for him and uh, hope he's back in North America soon. Absolutely. You you never uh, really know what's going on with a situation like that, but obviously it must be something uh, very serious if he has to go back home to Sweden kind of in while the season's still going. And well, basically, let's be honest, Marcus Hogberg has been the unofficial number one starting goaltender for the Ottawa Senators. He he gets all the big games. He usually gets the first game of back-to-backs. So he's been relied upon heavily here for the Ottawa Senators. So it's actually a big loss for him to go back to Sweden and not to be with this team anymore. But who replaces him? Well, not replaces, but gets the call up, Philip Gustafson and Ross, I think, was a little sour at this uh, call-up at first, uh, especially there was a Sportsnet article uh, touting that Philip Gustafson was the top goalie prospect in the organization, um, kind of throwing some shade at Joey Decord. But if we can put a spin zone on this a little bit, and I think it's actually probably the proper way to look at this, is I think this actually puts Decord on a pedestal a little bit better than Philip Gustafson because... Gustafson, for all we know, he might not play a single game in the NHL, right? He's been called up just a backup, whereas now the reins have been given to Joey Decord in Belleville so that he can keep getting the starts because he's been the best goalie uh, on this Belleville team. He, He even has better numbers than Marcus Hogberg when Hogberg was in the AHL before he got the call up to the NHL. So I think this is more of a nod that they're trusting Joey Decord to steer this team uh, consistently and keep getting wins in this push for the Calder Cup. And Gustafson, he kind of gets a little time uh, working with the goalie coach in Ottawa and a nicer paycheck, let's be honest. So that's a little reward for Gustafson as well. But keep in mind, Gustafson is only 21 years old. So I think there's a lot of people that they look at the the Broussard trade and he's a second uh, round draft pick 55th overall and they have high expectations, which is fine. But goalie prospects take time to develop. I mean, he's injured now, but look at a guy like Jacob Markstrom, right? He was a top prospect in Florida for years and went to Vancouver in that Luongo trade. And now he's looking like he might be one of the best in the league, uh, although he's injured. So I really think that people need to give Gustafson a little more time, but I think this is a good situation for Joey Decord. I'll agree with you for sure. You put him kind of in the spotlight and say, okay, this is your crease in Belleville. Go 
push this team for the playoffs. Uh, one thing that came to mind with this kind of goalie thing, I don't want to get too far off track here, but it almost is the same thing as what's going on in New York with guys like Shistor- Shisterkin and Georgiev kind of taking away the veterans crease and Henrik Lundqvist, where it's kind of happening the same way. Obviously, the Anders Nielsen injury is causing a couple different things to play out a little differently than they would. But, uh, you know... It, with a guy like Marcus Hogberg, he's around the same age as Alexander Gorgiev. Um, Hogberg, one year the elder. So it's kind of that maybe a change in the NHL where these young athletic goaltenders are coming in and they're more ready right away. So maybe it's the shot and saying, hey, here's another Swedish kid that was taken pretty high. You mentioned in the second round, not quite a Shesterkin where you're going to put him in the spotlight in New York and give him a crease. But, you know, maybe you give him a shot. You can jumpstart something and get back to maybe the he gets hot and maybe gets back to the potential that the Ottawa Senators traded for when they gave them Derek Broussard. Absolutely. And I mean, Philip Gustafson, he hasn't started an NHL game in his career. So I think if you're going to give him a chance at any point, now would be a good point. Joey Decord, uh, we know he started game last year up against Buffalo. Um, so why not give jo- uh, Philip Gustafson a chance? Maybe start him uh, in the middle of the week, give Anderson a break and just see what he's got. Because that's certainly what the Ottawa Senators have done with prospects in Belleville, right? We've seen so many guys getting the call up, even if it's just for a game or a couple games, and then get sent right back down. So I, I think this is a good situation, and injuries are unfortunate, and uh, whatever is going on with uh, Hogberg's personal life is unfortunate as well. But you got to look at it uh, glass half full, kind of, and see that it gives other guys potential to uh, have, have a new spot and, and shine in some opportunity in a rebuilding season. A team that is not rebuilding in any way. They're going full force for the championship. The Calder Cup championship, that is, is the Belleville Senators. What a wagon this team is. And they got to go to Cleveland and face a very weak Cleveland Monsters team because partly... The Columbus Blue Jackets in the NHL are dealing with some crazy injury problems. So pretty much any uh, solid players that the Cleveland Monsters had were up in the NHL filling those roster spots. Kind of similar to what we were talking about, injuries giving uh, AHL players a chance to shine in the NHL. But Farley, what do you think of those big wins over the Monsters over the weekend? You say big wins, and they are big wins. Five one, then four one. You go in, and in twenty four hours, you outscore the opponent on home ice nine to two. That's a statement weekend right there. Their road record, though, that might be the bigger statement. Bills. This team doesn't care if it's in Belleville, if it's in Cleveland, if it's in Laval, if it's in Toronto. Doesn't matter to them. They're gonna bring it every single night. And a guy who's helped them bring it every single night is getting recognized, and that's Josh Norris. In Belleville, he was named CCM AHL Player of the Month and well-deserving too as uh, he wasn't the only one, or CCM AHL uh, Player of the Month wasn't the only recognition he got. He got the call up to the NHL and got to play a couple games with the Sens. Parley, what did you think of Norris when he was up in the NHL? Did you like what you saw from him, especially playing with uh, his best friend Brady Kachuk? Well, you mentioned it there, and it looked like he was comfortable in the lineup, that comfortability. And another thing, too, was we talked about on our show in the past, he was definitely um, 
I think a contributor in that Bobby Ryan game where, you know, you come up into a game where he's played hockey his whole life, you know? So when you get into a game like that, where emotions take over, you almost don't think about what level you're at and you just go out there and play. And I think that was a big thing in helping him out. But getting back to the CCM player of the month, this is uh, not the first time Belleville's won it second time either. Uh, Vitalia Bramoff. And we mentioned Philip Gustafson who played very well at the start of the season have won it as well. So pretty impressive stuff. And uh, yeah, just keep the uh, accolades rolling in for this Belleville squad. Oh, absolutely. I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. Uh, They play up against the Toronto Marlies at home on Wednesday. Uh, So that should be a good matchup. The Marlies really struggling lately. They kind of fell out of playoff uh, contention. Uh, As as the season went on, they just really kind of fell off. But now it's up to Joey Decord. He's going to have a big uh, responsibility on his shoulders because Gustafson's gone and the Belleville Sens did call up Alex Dubow. He's a uh, goalie from the Brampton Beast. And this is kind of your classic journeyman East Coast player who really you're not really expecting him to do much for your AHL and definitely not NHL teams. But He's competent enough that he can come up, play at least back up in the AHL with the Brampton Beast this year. He's played 40 games. Uh, he's got a 3.23 goals against average and a .898 save percentage. But he's winning most of his games, which is good. And him and Joey will have some pretty good chemistry already as they were the, the tandem at the start of the year in Brampton where... Joey played 12 games before he got the call up when uh, the injuries in the NHL happened and that kind of shifted everyone up. So it'll be interesting to see if Dubow gets a chance, but my guess is Decord's going to start every single game. Um, Parley, anything else you got on Belleville? I just want to wish Morgan Klimchuk a happy birthday. Nice. Yep. It is Morgan Klimchuk's birthday. And he's actually, he's one of those role players in Belleville that kind of goes unnoticed if you're not at the games or maybe you don't get to uh, watch on AHL TV, but he's a really important part of this team. And I've liked what I've seen from him uh, moving forward. He's played really good with uh, Labate and Archibald. That's been a tough line to beat. I mean, Darren Archibald, that's another guy. What a pickup for the Belleville Senators, bringing him back to Belleville. He's been my favorite player the last couple of games. He's he, he's so driven. He wants the puck so bad. He's a physical guy, and he's scored a couple nice goals, too. So love what I see from Darren Archibald so far in his return to Belleville. Yeah, feeling right at home, and he was saying how excited he was to be back. So that's always good for a player like that. Like we said, Belleville, they're rolling on. Two more wins against the Cleveland Monsters. They will be at home at CAA Arena against the Toronto Marlies on Wednesday. If you have the time and uh, you can make the drive out, I definitely recommend it. Although you might want to get your tickets pretty quick because when the Marlies come, that place is packed. Unfortunately, it's kind of a similar situation to the NHL squad when the Leafs are in town and a lot more blue in, in the crowd than you'd like. But hopefully, Sens fans, rally. Let's get some red jerseys in the CAA arena so that uh, we can cheer the boys on and Bell Vegas will continue to roll on. And speaking of rallying, if you want to rally more customers to your business, the Locked On Senators podcast is a great place to advertise. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. 
But you may not know that Locked On Senators podcast is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Sens fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Sens fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put our company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash ADVERTISING and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Now let's get to uh, some stories around the league. Parley, we've got a new segment that we've been doing. Uh, definitely sends fans in rebuilding years. A lot of the time, what brings a smile to your face is kind of the nostalgia. So we've got our new segment, Scattered Sends. And Mika Zibanejad having himself an amazing month of February, eh? Absolutely, he is. And you know... Uh... When you got a guy like Artemi Panarin, who's third in the league in scoring and is flashy, and he's got those big leg kick celebrations, the eyes obviously go to him. But let's not forget, Mika Zibanejad is well on his way to another 30-goal season this year, and he's just showing he can be a number one guy. I was watching that game against Philadelphia where New York didn't have the best of games, but uh, you know he, he showed where he has some elite foot speed through the middle. He kind of jumped on a puck and just absolutely blew through two defensemen, went in a bit of a rolling puck, and a big kick save from Kata Hat, but uh, you know he's showing he can be pretty good. So Zbad, yep, twenty points in fifteen games played, second star of the month earned for sure because that New York team has been on a tear. Yeah, Mika's advantage. I've just been absolutely incredible. Uh, I've definitely been happy about that. He's on my fantasy team, so it's nice to see a little bump there. But uh, yeah, the New York Rangers. We talked about it, uh, their three-headed monster goalie situation. That was a tough one for Lungfist, eh? His first game in quite a while, and uh, the Flyers really piled on early. Anytime Matt Niskanen scores in your crease, it's going to be a bad night. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's tough for sure. So, we mentioned it. It's tank time. Tankathon is in full effect. We've been doing this every single episode here on the Locked On Senators podcast. Parley... I've got it loaded up here. I'll take the first spin, and I'll, uh, I'll let you get ready for the second one. Right on. All right. This is this is okay. We can do this. Detroit gets the first pick, which, you know what? That's fine. They've one heck of a tanking job for them. They deserve it. But number two, the Ottawa Senators with San Jose's pick, and then Ottawa's pick goes down to number five. So picking two and five, that's not that's not bad at all. Uh, I definitely would take that, especially uh, with the talent that are in the top five. Absolutely, I'd take it as well. Uh, going up to one or two is going to be huge for this franchise, and then backing it up with another pick that good. And pillar, I don't know what I did to this website, but it hates me. Ottawa's pick down two to number five, and San Jose's pick down two to number seven. Yikes, that hurts. Yeah, that's that's terrible, Parley. You got to do some better spinning than that uh, if we have any hopes of uh, rebuilding quick enough to lead to the years of unparalleled success. We're definitely going to need a boost start from 
this draft for sure. So, you know what? As long as we get a, a number two pick, that's fine. So I'm going to call this a victory in the uh, form of the tankathon, tankathon spins. Parley, what else you got for us before we kind of wrap up here? I don't think we've had many number two picks. And just real quickly, I'm looking over this tankathon and wondering why we slipped so far. It's because Arizona went up seven spots and Florida went up 11. That's annoying. That's all I've got. Yeah, we've had a lot of times, Ross and I, where teams with less than 3% to get the first overall have jumped up like 10 spots. So it's absolutely crazy uh, what can happen with the draft lottery. And it's crazy that we we spin this three times every episode. There's going to be one spin, basically, that that does it all. And that's going to be set in stone. So can't wait for that. And we're hoping to uh, make it to the draft in Montreal, the, the Locked on Sens podcast. So that's all for us today. For myself, Brandon Piller, for Chris Parliament, thanks for listening. This is the Locked on Senators podcast, your team every day.